Hi. Welcome to the Unrelated Boar Podcast, where everything we talk about is unrelated to boar. Unless you want it to be, we can make some changes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want them to know that I'm all for talking about boar, but I've been explicitly told not to. <laughs> that's, that's, that's very accurate. Uh, my name is Mara. It's a me, Mario. Uh, my name my name is Josh, uh, number 10 expert on Vor. This is Yao. A chow. <laughs> Beautiful. So uh, <laughs> I guess this is the way that we uh, announce to the world that we're actually changing the name of the podcast to um, Vor What It's Worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, dang. We need stuff stand. All Vor all the time. So this is actually where I make the announcement that I'm leaving the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We'll release a statement next week about our uh, creational differences. Yeah. yeah. Why Mara just couldn't speak it or I can't take any more of this. (laughs) All right. Now I have to leave. (laughs) Oh, it's just getting good. Welcome to Josh's podcast. (laughs) It's just me alone. All the time. I, I did consider doing that before before uh, the three of us decided to uh, do this. I was like, That's how manifesto starts. <laughs> I know, I know. Like it, I was I was considering like starting some sort of like weird abstract solo <laughs> podcast that's like partially a sound art piece or something like <laughs> partially me just going on rants and uh partially me uh i don't know if anybody's listened to uh frank zappa's album lumpy gravy which is one of my favorite uh frank zappa albums that mm. it is just a weird long sound piece of like found audio and music and stuff pieced together and i was thinking you know about what? doing something like that <laughs> but as a podcast <laughs> you, you know what sounds good what some some lumpy gravy atop some biscuits <laughs> oh god that's a rock joke i think <laughs> no <laughs> i won't allow it you did great <laughs> thank you i thought about it real hard some gears turning that i didn't know i had <laughs> smoking now so welcome to the limp josh kit podcast oh, Jesus. Ooh, all gravy all that. the time <laughs> mark he told us not to talk about his ed e- educational dysfunction <laughs> mm-hmm. my daddy can't read i too am a college dropout <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah how you guys doing tonight tired very tired. I'm, I'm i'm semi-conscious nice nice how are you yeah, yeah. come on josh give us some of your tasty beats oh well um, I guess uh, I, I'm slightly nauseous. I was doing my lower body uh, hypertrophy workout tonight, and uh, I was doing I was doing hip thrusts, weighted hip thrusts, and every time I do that, I get a little nauseous. But um, it, I'm I'm about like three hours past it, and uh, I'm still nauseous. So I don't know what's happening to my body. Uh, but I got Did a you eat? I got a ass pump. <laughs> what? Well, my my glutes what? like my auntie. My glutes are pumped. <laughs> I did eat, of course oh, I ate. Like, oh. I always eat. You're not like my auntie where she got her injections. No, 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 no. This isn't like a Cardi B From what the boys say, she's thick as shit, my guy. <laughs> that's my auntie, so I don't do that. That's excellent. Well, I'm sorry you're feeling that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's some news from the boys. Sound effect. 
That's where, that's where you put that. <laughs> oh, I thought he had it ready. I, I didn't. I didn't install it as a button. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Whatever. Okay. It, it, in post production. Yeah, it'll be there. So my my news from the void is just something that I found to be very interesting that I'm sure everybody else has already heard about. But so a gentleman named Jensen Carp, who lives in Los Angeles, who is a writer and TV producer, found shrimp tails in his cinnamon toast crunch, and it sparked some internet debate about how the shrimp tails got there. Uh, General Mills says that they don't have any idea, that it may have just been clumps of sugar, but pictures show that it's very cool. Uh, shrimp, ch- ch- shrimp tails that have been baked into the cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, yeah. uh, at the bottom nice. of the box, there were also mysterious dark bits that look very reminiscent of rat droppings. Nice. Nice. Um, All right. So that's fun. Also, just one last thing. Jensen Carp, K-A-R-P, found shrimp tails. And his wife's name is, uh, her maiden name is Fischl, which I think is interesting, like fish. So people have been making general Krills jokes. (laughs) That's pretty corny. Thank you. (laughs) Now I'm confused. Is this a real article? No, that's that's a real thing. Oh, that's happened. This sound like an elaborate story you made up with too many. No, <laughs> no, I, I wish it was fake. I saw like a "Oops, all shrimp tails" uh, like Photoshop <laughs> cereal box. Now I understand it wasn't just yeah, like a complete abstract from. thing. <laughs> Wild. You know, yeah, it's that's also gross. spawned. Um, it spawned a bunch of TikTok videos for sh- uh, cinnamon toast crunch shrimp recipes. So people are using it as breading. That's Oof, disgusting. That. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm all for like gross, weird food infusions, but like that's, I don't think I can do that one. That's right. You know what the problem yeah. is? They didn't get Kellogg's. Uh, this is what I sponsorship Kellogg's. My uh, address is Boulevard. Beautiful. But also, that sounds fake as all oh, I get out. Like some famous person is the first one to get some Gorilla in his cereal. <laughs> and if he's got fish names, come on. <laughs> right it's it seems like very fake with a name like jensen carp who whose you know wife's maiden name was fischl mm-hmm. uh, but for real, uh, guys. It's, a, it's a thing and it's bringing up like cross-contamination concerns uh, about seafood well sure <laughs> like if you have like a, a shellfish allergy or something like that could fuck you up when you think you're just gonna be eating like a bowl of cereal yeah that could like straight up close your throat it just seems so because, like, all these years, this is the first time somebody's had, well, I guess it only takes one time, but does General Mills do anything with shrimp or seafood? Uh, so General Mills, um, they don't. And the the two main theories they have so far, well, General Mills has their own theory. Their theory is that the box was tampered with, despite the fact that it looks like the shrimp bits have been cooked in with the cereal. Right. Um, but Sweet. the general idea is that there may have been a rat that uh, brought something into the cooking area. Delicious. uh, Like scraps or that maybe an employee had been eating. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, I'm about to get back on the line. Just let me finish my uh, shrimp cocktail right quick. Exactly. So just just so you know, uh, Jensen Carp uh, was on his way over the past few days. He'd been updating about the whole scenario and he posted a picture of himself buckling his cinnamon toast crunch box into his car because he was taking it on its way to be DNA tested. So <laughs> All right, this guy sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, you know you know what he said uh, after he 
ate the shrimp tails? No. I'm fine today. <laughs> oh my god. And then he was what? like, "Fucking good." <laughs> well, do you, what? do you, you know what General Mills said when they said that it was clumps of sugar? Mm-hmm. Wait, they 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 said that the shrimp tails were clumps of sugar. Yes. So General <laughs> General Mills said that the shrimp tails were very obviously clumps of sugar. And this is where you insert the believe it. Believe it. <laughs> there you go. Nah, Jeff, all you got to do is chop that up and put them right next to each other and make it smooth <laughs> so they don't know that we're goofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy! I'm going to look up these shrimp tails. Now, hit me with that turtle humping a shoe noise. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> that one's Gets just me every time. Oh, those are those are straight up shrimp tails. Those are absolutely shrimp tails. That is not sugar. Yeah. See, are you are you looking at it? I'm looking at it right now. Uh, also, apparently, his wife is Danielle Fischel, like Topenga from Boy Meets World. Oh yeah. Yep. That's what. So people were making jokes wow. about it being Topanga's husband found shrimp tails in his cereal. <laughs> I guess I could have Corey? led with that, but <laughs> Corey Matthews. <laughs> Once again, I am lost. Who are these people? Oh what God! Boys? Right, you're and young. What uh, world boy, is beating? Boy meets world. Uh, I know uh, they did that. Like, no world, and it just didn't pop off. I didn't watch it. Uh, I did. <laughs> That's beautiful. One last thing to add to that: there's a fake cinnamon toast crunch account. Actually, there's multiple cinnamon toast crunch accounts that are <laughs> that fake. Tracks. But one <laughs> that updated it says, "Update: We killed the shrimp guy." He was blended in and is now in every box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Delicious. That's where that good flavor comes from. <laughs> Isn't the one-eyed girl from Futurama also named Taponga? No, that's Leela. Taponga. No, it's like her first name. Oh, it's her. No, it's Taronga Leela. Oh, yep, yeah, you're Taronga. right. That's right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Wow. <laughs> you knew, I'm with it. You knew a, a thing from... <laughs> Like a show from 25 mm. years ago. <laughs> mm. Look at me. Look at you. Am I young? Am I old? I don't know. <laughs> Both. But You're the me, oldest, me, oldest young person I've ever met. That's a lie. That's, that's a darn lie. Have you met my girlfriend? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. But, but let, me, let me hit you with this crispy thought I had last night. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So you know how like time travel, big taboo. Like even... If they did, and I'm pretty sure they do, as in the government and the secret societies, know how to time travel, they cannot True. due to butterfly effect, right? You with me? Okay. Yes. Like, there, there has to be a bunch of laws and restrictions for time travel. Sure. But, hear me out, dimensional travel, you're free reign. Because you're not going backwards in time. You're not going forward in time. You're in the same time plane, just uh-huh. in a different dimension. So you, so you so can just I'm fuck up is, other dimensions. dimensional travel is a thing. Yeah, because you can. They might be already fucked. Like the, the the slightest thing might be that Al Gore is voted president, and they're like a hundred years more advanced technology than we are right now. So you can fuck shit up. There. I want to be in that one. <laughs> yeah, we all do. But if if there if there is one Al Gore as president, there is also one Trump actually becomes dictator. So fuck. I, I guess no. we're in the middle. We, we got okay. the the middle one. We got like the the mint roll of the dice. You know, it's, it's bad, but it's, it could be worse. I, I, I love that the like Hitler could have won. The waking nightmare that we've lived in for the past few years is the meh one. <laughs> 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 like, 
Give us some dimension that's way more fucked. <laughs> that's strangely comforting. It's meh nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> nightmares. I like. I love that you were laying in bed thinking of like the multiverse theory, and your way of thinking about it was uh, like politics. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was just simple that way, you know. But the main point being that I'm pretty sure the government is going to different dimensions because they can't do time travel because it's too taboo. Sure. And so what I'm trying to say is, do y'all want to go cross-dimensional hopping with me? I mean... Fuck it. Why not? Yeah, that was like one of my... um, That was one of my decisions where if this life is not working out, I'm going to go find a Stargate. There's one like (laughs) well-known one in South America. Um, Oh, right. Oh, you told me about this one. (laughs) And, you know, I decided that if all else fails, I'll just go down there and see if I can figure out how to access the Stargate. I've given this a lot of thought. This is actual audio of uh, Yao laying in bed thinking about this. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> you say every time. Wait, pause, pause, pause. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. As I was saying, the Stargate in South America, that's where we were. Y- Yao, I, yeah, I stopped the recording, so you don't need to act like we... <laughs> They're picking back up. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, I'm actually just going to leave all of this. <laughs> I don't know what's going on anymore. I was going to keep talking like I was. I'm just trying to go to the dimension where I'm getting isekai like in the anime, and I'm the cool protagonist, but I have a troubled past that I have to work <laughs> out in the anime world where I'm actually a cool guy, and I'd be like, dang, I was such a schmuck back in the day, but now I can be better. Second chances are for everybody. Live your best life. USA! USA! What? What? Yao? Yao, I can't can't hear you, Yao. I can't hear you. You sound like you're you're farting into a tin can. What? What? I can't hear you. Your audio is shit. Oh, it's because I'm... I'm in the I'm in I'm in the uh, the the time chamber as we speak. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Whoa. Yeah, this is the last podcast. Yo. I'm, I'm either about to become the strongest guy in the anime... Or like one of the regular villagers that get murked. <laughs> but yeah, seeing a few, I guess. <laughs> I do appreciate that you you're in a like a hyperbolic time chamber right now, and that's your reasoning for not having your microphone on you for this episode. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I I know why. The person who uh, was uh, supposed to hand me the mic uh, fumbled the bag, and they know who they are. No one call names. That definitely sounds more honest and definitely not fake at all. Uh, oh. than the Jensen Carp cinnamon toast crunch <laughs> shrimp fiasco. Look, if if you're questioning, uh, hit that person up. Ask them that question because they definitely handed me an empty box with nothing in it. Uh, I'm gonna text her hate mail later. <laughs> it's really really aggressive, uh, angry audio engineer text. <laughs> you you guys need to leave Brittany alone. Please, thank you. Leave Brittany alone. Brittany, Brittany brought this upon herself. <laughs> I've got some uh, some news from down home in Louisiana. It's going to be a good one. All right. Uh, I'm going honky tonky. So a Louisiana priest and two dominatrices are being charged with vandalism for having a threesome on the altar in the church. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
in Louisiana. Someone beat me to it. <laughs> this this priest is living the life that I wanted to have. <laughs> <laughs> All these years. This man you of God. You just missed it. You got to be a priest. <laughs> Travis Clark, 37, and the two women were initially charged by police with obscenity following the alleged tryst last September inside Saints Peter and Paul Catholic Church in Pearl River, New Orleans. I guess it must be a parish in New Orleans or something. St. Tammany Parish District Attorney's Office on Friday announced lesser charges for the unholy trinity who were busted after <laughs> a passerby saw them through a church window and reported them to the police. Uh, found this on the New York Post. Uh, <laughs> you know, having a great time with a uh, Catholic priest on the altar. <laughs> this sounds very, very like... Louisiana, specifically to that region. Yeah. Or maybe I've just like read way too many Anne Rice novels. It, it's that's BS that they're charging them. Yes. Because he was obviously just having some people help him vlog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, he knows he has punishment and he needs to repent for his sins. Yeah, he just has to flog. He, he needs flogging. <laughs> you know, he's, he's accumulated so much sin in his life, he needs two people <laughs> to help him. You know what? You, you can't you're... just post these in like a newspaper. You're so on he has something. to hire dominatrices. And we're not disrespecting women of the night you know these are viable jobs and as long as they're safe and consenting we we we, we let them live nothing illegal is happening they're helping a man out this is actually <laughs> volunteering what you said uh, actually is, is not far off from where i was going to go with this because uh, this is maybe like the most catholic thing you that, that you can do like, this is extremely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the, the thing about it is, I feel like observing my family and stuff in Louisiana, because I'm Cajun, and, I, you know, I, I didn't grow up down there, but, like, I spent, like, most summers down there around my family, uh, and, like, people down there, there's kind of, like, this, like, you know what? You're gonna sin. You just gotta, like, show up at church and, like, you know repent for it, ask for forgiveness. And so like literally like old, mm-hmm. old Cajuns, you know, like going to the honky tonk on Saturday night, rolling up at the church, you know, late into the night and sleeping in their car and then wake up and go into the church the next morning. Like literally that's a thing that that's efficient. I like, I've heard stories of like people in my family doing like, so it's not far fetched, you know? So like, yeah, that they're helping with the flogging. They're helping pay the penance for his original sin. Don't hold this against them, you know? And it also, like, I don't know, it's their fucking business. Politicians do worse stuff. 100%. All the time. 100%. At least this is consensual. Yeah, I was, <laughs> was going to say, that's not too bad. I mean, yeah, you. I mean, we've got some ladies who are doing their job. Yeah. And hopefully making bank. And then we've got, you know, some guy just trying to feel better about life. Right. Right. That's good news. You know, don't shame any of them. You know what? Sex work is real work. Believe it. So next up, uh, found this one on Kotaku. Australian government officials, anime figures and Joker statue declared a, quote, psychological hazard. Oh. (laughs) So this, this guy is a government official. Wait. Some weep is just a yeah. We got we made it, boys. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got like twenty figurines that are like displayed in his office, and they've decided that it is a psychological hazard. I'm gonna have to, on principle, agree with them because I the the examples of the figures that um they gave. 
One of the quotes is that it's undermining trust in the professionalism of uh, his, his, you know, office. I don't agree with that. However, I do, I want to question the taste of some of these figurines because one of them is specifically Scarlett Johansson's representation of Major Kusanagi from Ghost in the Shell. So it's the whitewashed Ghost in the Shell. No, thank you. No. Yeah. If, it was, if it was just actual Major from the anime series, fine. But bad taste, Scarlett Johansson, no thank you. It'd be one thing if the movie was good. The movie wasn't good. All right. <laughs> I never watched it uh, because uh, it was so bad. Yeah, I'm not surprised. The the other are figurines specifically of Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> Literally like the fucking worst Joker. Ooh. This dude has, he the, has trash the trashiest taste. And, and a Harley Quinn in fishnets. Um, Harley, Harley Quinn's a great character. I love Harley Quinn because she's a very nuanced, interesting character. Considering his taste in the other figurines, I'm questioning why he has the Harley Quinn figurine because there's a tendency to fetishize Harley Quinn, which is super fucked up because of like how much of her character is based upon being in this like toxic connection with the Joker and, uh, being a, a very abused person. So, you know, it's kind of a weird thing, but he gets points for having a Vampirella figure in his office. Vampirella fucking rules. So shouts out for Vampirella. Oh. From, from uh, Monster High? And he's <laughs> had those dolls. Um, oh my God. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know Vampirella and there's a werewolf one and the Frankenstein one. He had all of them. I think this is out of Josh's yeah. wheelhouse. Um, it's not out of mine because I like dolls. But. I don't know what this is, uh, but I know what Vampirella is. Monster High. It was a, a thing that Va- Vampirella is a comic book from I'm, the. I'm 70s. sorry. I think it's oh, oh, like like the uh, the lady who had the, the the big old bouffant of a hair, and she Elvira. Oh, okay, Elvira. Elvira. <laughs> uh, I, Kinda. <laughs> I'll take it. But I got a question. You guys seen that, like, uh, the new Harley Quinn cartoon they came out with not too long ago? No, I haven't. Not yet, but I'd been planning it on it. It is so good. So gay. Perfect. Then so it's accurate. <laughs> it's so good. Nice. Like, I, I me, me and... Uh, Brittany. Brittany watched it. <laughs> we loved it. I, the whole time I was like, come on. I had a ship. And I was waiting for the ship to happen, and then my ship finally happened. Now I have to wait till season three. <laughs> oh, uh, are you are you shipping Ivy and Harley? Oh, one hundred percent. I shipped so hard; they were so gay for each other the whole time. I know. And that's this is a spoiler. So now it has to be cut. <laughs> but I highly recommend that show. Uh, uh, that that's how I feel about it. Well, we know that the Office guy doesn't ship that. Michael Scott. The no, the Office dude that. Our news from the void was from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he wants uh, Harley to be in that uh, toxic relationship with Jared Leto Joker, specifically. <laughs> the <worst laughs> Literally one. the fucking worst Joker. God, I hate Jared Leto. The, the reason he one is because he also feels like the worst one. So he like he relates. He's like, yeah, this is the worst one can have like the best Harley. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? So yeah. Jared Leto is the bar he set for himself. <laughs> yeah, he's Jared Leto's Joker. It, on the on the subject of Jared Leto, if anybody hasn't looked into the fact that Jared Leto has a 
cult on a remote island where people pay money to go like follow him around while he's dressed like Jesus. Go check that out because that's fucking real. That guy's a fucking creep, dude. Oof. Yeah, he he literally is fucking like actual Joker. Anyhow. I love how he just dressed like Jesus on this island. <laughs> yeah. No, like I'm not like, kidding. Cop, like, like long hair, tall. wearing white robes, and just like a bunch of like fans like following them around on the beach. It's the creepiest fucking shit, dude. Last piece of news from the void that I've got here. It's more it's more of just like a shout-out, recommendation kind of thing. It came to my attention that maybe the best brutal death metal album that I have heard in a very long time is by a band that just released, uh, I believe their first album in January. Their name is uh, anal stab wound. (laughs) And it is one 16 year old kid playing everything. And it is the fucking hardest shit I have heard in a long time. And it's legit brutal death metal, not like bullshit metal core, like shit that like, Kids that were listening to like emo core shit like 10 years ago and then discovered like slam and brutal death metal. Like, and they jumped on the bandwagon, and like, you can kind of tell that they like have those tendencies to be like very mall core about shit. No, it's this 16 year old kid that's playing like the realest, heaviest fucking brutal death metal I have heard in a long time. Anal stab wound. What's his name? Uh, Nikhil T is his name. He was born in 2005. <laughs> wow. Uh, living in Connecticut and just playing hard ass shit. Uh, the Visceral Sovereign is the album. Came out just in January. I've been cranking the fuck out of that during my workouts. Check it out, guys. It's fucking great. Uh, there's a song called Fetal Feast. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> cool shit. I... I think that sounds like you got paid for advertising, Josh. <laughs> I, I, Is this your cousin, Josh? I, I was not paid to say this. Um, I don't think that the 16-year-old is divvying out money to people to, I don't know, maybe maybe he's rolling. Well, if that. he wants to. <laughs> I mean, I can, I, I can tell people about him. Oh, shoot. Hit us up. Josh was uh, paid in plane tickets to Jared Leto's Island. <laughs> yeah, 100%. That's my dream is to follow... Uh, Mr. Leto around and just worship him like the god that he is. Uh-huh. <laughs> Josh and uh-huh. I thinking about Jared Leto. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So anyway, this is Mar Mar exiting the podcast for uh <laughs> Jared Leto's Island. Here, here we come. We're all the going. We're all going, baby. Island. I got tickets for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> the, I did courtesy of the old stab wound. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I guess we should talk about fantastic uh, <laughs> cryptids and shit. We're gonna talk about cryptids today and all of that stuff. What a hard turn we just took. <laughs> uh, tra- mean, transitions are still. We've been like walking in a spiral since the beginning of this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're Very like thirty-five minutes in, and we aren't even done with news yet. So my favorite cryptid, <laughs> as you know, uh, Josh is Mothman. Yes, of course. Uh, So if you don't know or have been living on Jared Leto's island for the past 50 years, Mothman is a large flying man, been described as having 10 to 25 foot wings, red eyes, usually two inches wide, six inches apart. Uh, Some describe him as like moth-like or insect-like. Some have described him or them or that. I don't know if Mothman has a gender, um, despite the name. Right. Um, Moth as a 
angelic being. Uh, but uh, Mothman was first spotted in 1966 in Point Pleasant area, West Virginia. So some people say that Mothman heralds like tragedies since right. not too long after he was spotted there, there was a giant uh, bridge collapse that was like a big tragedy and a bunch of people died. And multiple times when he's been spotted, it's been uh, heralding disasters that happened not too long after. And uh, Mothman was also spotted in Chicago a few times starting in, I think, 2011. So I was going to bring that up because we do have someone in this podcast who had lived in Chicago. Yeah, I was I was living in Chicago in 2017 when like the Mothman sightings were like really taking off. I was just looking it up earlier because I was trying to refresh myself on exactly what happened because <laughs> that year was a whole like fucking blur for me anyway. And th this was just like one extra weird thing on top of it. So like over the course of 2017, there were like 55 reported sightings of the Chicago Mothman, wow. which is fucking wild. Like I kept hearing about them over and over and over again while I was there. I remember like I was like sitting in the gym like in between sets and I was just like looking at my phone and like something like popped up about like the Mothman in Chicago. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I want to I want to say that there was like weird shit about like car crashes that like correlated to like sightings of Mothman uh, in Chicago on like the Dan Ryan or something like that. I can't I can't remember that exactly. Uh, it's been it's been a little bit and I can't exactly find like the specific information on that. But I mean, people were spotting Mothman all around like the area that I lived in, uh, actually, um, this Vice article that I found about it. Um, they talked to people that uh, lived and worked in uh, Logan Square, which is where I was living at the time. And uh, like this guy was like working the door at the Owl, which is uh, a bar like right down the, the street on uh, Milwaukee, which is like the main road there. Really popular bar. And uh, yeah, he like saw something like flying around and like swooping around near like a plane that was flying over. <laughs> wow. And uh yeah, it's just it's wild like, you know, maybe maybe some of those 55 sightings were pandemonium and bullshit and people like trying to like jump on the bandwagon for attention or something, which is not entirely unheard of in Chicago. <laughs> right. But, you know, I'm by no means like a cryptid expert, but like I can't remember a time where I heard of that many sightings of a cryptid in such a short amount of time, like over the course of like a year. <laughs> That's just like so many. <laughs> yeah, it's it was a weird time in Chicago anyway, because uh, he was also spotted around the O'Hare airport area. And right, right. They were having a lot of UFO sightings there as well. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, one specific one is one of the more documented ones that was happened in actually a little bit earlier. So like 10 years earlier, but in November 2006, a saucer-like object uh, over Concourse C of the United Terminal uh, was described as a spinning Frisbee. Some people said it wasn't spinning. 24 feet in diameter, it was silent. Uh, it left a circular shaped hole in the clouds and it was spotted by a bunch of people because it was rush hour in Chicago. And I remember um, that being talked about later as uh, there had been more sightings over O'Hare of, you know, unidentified things that weren't airplanes. <laughs> so oh, uh, Chicago is an interesting place. Yeah. I mean, Chicago is like a very fucked and haunted place anyways. There's... <laughs> There's so much like weird shit that goes on in that city in terms of like paranormal activity and stuff like that. So it wouldn't be surprising to me that like UFOs and mothmen <laughs> would make their way there too. Exactly. 
I, I remember reading about like a woman like working at O'Hare that straight up saw Mothman. It was like in the headlights of her car or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she wasn't sure what she had seen at first. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking weird. Every day I pray that I see a cryptid, you know, just one. Right. <laughs> but like a low tier one, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to see like a high tier, like I don't want to see no aliens, like face to face. But like a flying saucer, <laughs> that's, that's chill. Like yeah. Mothman from a distance, that's chill. Yeah. Sasquatch, this. You know, I just, I just want to see one. I want to be one of those people that be like, yeah, I seen that shit. But it, it never happens. <laughs> it's like one of those things like you can't want it. You got to not want it. Then it comes, then it comes to, to you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was hoping that I'd see the Mothman, <laughs> but I never did. I have some words of advice about that, yo. Hmm. You want to see a cryptid, what you got to do is you got to go on like a Wednesday night at like right before close and just go into Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) I might get snatched, Mara. Uh, Uh, Mara's not wrong on this. You will see things that you never thought existed. (laughs) What is that? They'll all be wearing Cookie Monster pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) No matter what, everything. Cryptids love Cookie Monster. Yeah, every, everything that like you didn't think existed that you see in Walmart, for some reason they're always wearing like those fleece Cookie Monster pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Just like go go into like one of the far corners, like the automotive section or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just somewhere where you don't think there will be people and just stand there quietly. <laughs> You'll yeah, find- that, honestly, you saying that sounds way more terrifying than any like <laughs> other cryptid standing in a Walmart yeah, in a corner. Yeah, it, sh- it should be. That sounds way more terrifying. <laughs> I'm just looking for a tire iron. <laughs> <laughs> the trick is to be as quiet as possible and as still as possible. And then if you're lucky, no one will know you're there and they'll shut down as you're standing in the aisle. See, this is a creepy pasta now. As as you're <laughs> as you're standing in the aisle, they'll shut down, and no one will know you're there. The lights will go off, and that is when they come out. It, it this is actually a creepy pasta now. Right now, as someone who loves creepy pastas and SCP shit, uh, let, let's make this a thing. Let's make the the Walmart creepers a thing. What you have to do is you have to listen for the the frozen uh, like the frozen aisle, the frozen doors. To start opening and closing. Nice. And then you have to like go to that aisle and then you have to follow sounds throughout the Walmart. <laughs> that will lead you to the spawn point. And when the spawning <laughs> happens, that's when you know. Why don't we just take the spawn point and then we could spawn monster. And then we could spawn enough monster to uh, Storm Era 51. Let's bring that back. It's very Gen yeah, Z. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's bring the whole uh, Area 51 <laughs> meme back. I, I miss that. I miss remember that the good old days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> remember the fun days of wanting to uh, storm Area Fifty One. I was still young. <laughs> There's whole plans like written out. <laughs> oh man, the world was so youthful, and there was no coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, we could actually like be in the same room together. Storm Area Fifty One with other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know uh, the cryptid thing. I, I don't find cryptids to be terrifying. I find people to be terrifying. So like standing in a Walmart Fair. when it's open at like noon is more terrifying to me than seeing a cryptid. <laughs> you know, you're talking about like UFO sightings around O'Hare and that correlating to like the time period where Mothman was sighted around Chicago and stuff like that. The question I have is, is Mothman an interdimensional being? Because I've heard people say that about Bigfoot before, that Bigfoot possibly as some sort of like 
interdimensional shifting being that like that's why he's like so hard to find <laughs> is because like he's actually like shifting dimensions periodically <laughs> does that apply to mothman i really i really genuinely think like if mothman is a thing that is legit which i really in my hardest of hearts my my deepest <laughs> part of myself hope that Mothman is really there. I really genuinely think that interdimensional would probably be more fitting for something that tends to just sort of come and go and right. not be traceable. So that's right. That's a gore dimension. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> this, see, this relates to what you were saying earlier, yeah, with mm -hmm. the whole like... It all ties back together. We've tied There's back. some sort of synchronicity going on. <laughs> But really, though, like he, human beings can only see like a very small spectrum of light. So like scientifically speaking, yeah, I think paranormal for me is just sort of how we as human beings viewed medicine. Like if you took somebody from, I don't know, 300 years ago and you showed them something medical now, it would seem like magic or you yeah. show them like a computer. It's like it's like magical that you can see someone's face or that you can hear a voice coming from this box. Yeah. Um, right. It's right. just a different type of science and a different type of technology. And so I, I kind of personally, I feel like paranormal stuff is just a different type of science we haven't really found proper ways to access. So agreed. Yeah. I mean, I've thought similar things for like a long time, especially in regards to like magic and what magic is and like what what magic is and what magic isn't taking a lot of influence and stuff from like chaos magic and stuff like that and how a lot of that is like intentionality and reshaping your surroundings through your intention and the thing that like really hit home that, that made it like make the most sense to me is if anybody can find it out there i think i saw it on daily motion years ago but uh grant morrison the comic writer he did a disinformation talk uh, about chaos magic and made the argument that like the McDonald's arches was like one of his examples. Like that is corporate chaos magic in action that it's using abstract symbolism with intentionality behind it to reshape our reality. <laughs> and it absolutely does 100%. Like your reality is now different because this abstract shape is in it and it makes you think certain things and it makes you do certain things. And so you can create your own magic to reshape reality and take it back from corporations that are using their magic to get you to buy things, you know? So putting your intention into things kind of, that's magic in and of itself, you know? I think that people tend to, we've, we've gotten so far away from what we now consider paranormal and what we consider to be occult or magic or whatever We've gotten so far away from it as like a legitimate tradition that we don't actually fully grasp what it is and what it isn't. And we think about it in terms of like D&D spellcasting or like or uh, ghosts are absolutely like sentient beings that are fucking with you, which maybe they're not. Maybe it is shifts in time and seeing things that were once there that are no longer there. You don't know. <laughs> we, we don't know what, exactly what it is. And so like I as much as I am an empiricist about things. I also am not going to shut my eyes to the possibility that we don't completely, we absolutely don't understand everything. And, and I've been in situations where empirically I have seen paranormal things that I don't understand and I can't explain them scientifically. So what do you do with that? You know, thinking on what you were saying, 
Because when we're talking about cryptids, I, I had a, a thought. And it, it makes sense because the human mind is so small. Mm-hmm. Like we only use, what, 10%? Yeah. yeah. But uh, I had a thought. If you believe something hard enough, you can find it. I feel like there's mm-hmm. some, some boundaries set that keep us from seeing things that are right there in the open. Because if you sure. ever like think about like there's people that see things and if you sat there long enough by yourself really wanting to find something, you can find it like you can unlock that part of your brain. And whether you like what you see is a whole different thing. Sure. <laughs> Going on what you said, like if you if you really want something to happen, you can make it happen in your own reality. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like it makes sense in my brain. No. Yeah. I mean, it, it, this is such a hard topic to like elaborate on. It's so abstract and we're so like taken so far away from like being able to like process it because it deals with things that are like so deeply psychological. And I don't I don't think that the occult or paranormal things are completely divorced from psychology. You know, Carl Jung got into a lot of that and then people thought he was crazy for it. And I don't think he's crazy, but, you know, especially in terms of occult practices and things that were once tradition, things that are now considered like occult practices and magic and whatever are actually mm-hmm. like neurological hacking <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, That's it, I'm like, man, like people have been, there's people all over the world that can see shit. What shit they see. Yeah. That's a whole different discussion, but there's ways of gaining that quote unquote third eye. You mm-hmm. know, I, I mm-hmm. feel like we're all on the same plane. It's just crossing. Cause like what Mara said, we can only see so much color. Our brain can only handle so much stuff. Yeah. But there is ways of crossing over and melding those lines. Right, right. But it's, well, do you want to take that step? Are you <laughs> able to take that step? The study of consciousness is just very interesting in general and how that relates to perception of like reality and, and how it might intertwine with quantum physics itself is a really fascinating sort of trajectory that science is just starting to sort of like openly navigate. So truly, you know, to bounce off of what you're both saying, I really genuinely think that, you know, multivore, look at me, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, multiverse theory, when we start thinking about things like multiverse and manifesting like things into physical space, Mm -hmm. uh, and you start thinking about time, space, and reality as a tangible concept versus something that is out of your control and just around you like air. Um, Anything is really possible, be it like Mothman showing up before a car accident or a bridge collapse or, you know, UFO sighting just popping in and out. I really think it's just a, a different form of science that we as human beings on this planet at this time haven't had a chance to delve into. We have this sort of yeah. dogmatic approach to time. We think that wherever we are at any given point in time, we are at the peak of humanity and we are at the pinnacle of like consciousness and our intelligence and our awareness. But the reality is, you know, other cultures have been talking about this stuff for a really long time. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. yeah, for sure. You know, it's old science. Right. Right. And we're, we're just catching up with it because we've been pushing it off for so long, uh, which I think relates directly to Abrahamic dogma. <laughs> you know, uh, there, there's many studies that show that religion has stunted us in a way. Yeah. In many ways, yeah. but like specifically in the uh, scientific department, which you can see today where people disregard scientific. I don't want to say fact because there's no such thing as a fact. But like, you know, these these things we have proven over and over again 
And they're just like, nah, that's not a thing. Jesus. We're, we're seeing that so much in, in the pandemic and how much people are ignoring science. <laughs> yeah, easily. Because of whatever dogma they adhere to, whether it's a religious dogma or whether it is a political dogma. How long have people held on to the like, it's not that bad, it's just the flu <laughs> bullshit, you know, despite the fact that hundreds of thousands of people are dead now, you know, right. how blind do you have to be to like what is actually happening right in front of you? How bad do you need to feel to hang on to your dogma? You know, and I'm not anti-religious by any means whatsoever, because I think religion's a pretty fucking dope thing. And I think Jesus was a really cool cat. Mm-hmm. it's dogma that's the problem, you know? It's the people behind it who, who formulated this, yeah. these institutions and have, have done some terrible things and then uh, you, yeah. you just hide and you connive and then you, the people at the top yeah. keep getting worse and the people at the bottom keep listening to those people and it just is an exactly. unbreakable cycle. Religion has been weaponized throughout history. <laughs> it, it's been a, a means of control. It's It's been a weaponized thing to keep people in line and, and oftentimes enforce class systems and uh, keep poor people poor and keep rich people rich. And they, they get rid of the old uh, cultures they beat, thus yeah. depleting what we were talking about before with like the, the occult and so forth. You know, we had all this yeah. knowledge. It's just been erased. These, these ways yeah. of uh, going, blurring those lines, crossing over. 100%. Uh, the ancient people we've met who are obviously aliens, right? And the, the, <laughs> we're, just, we're just now discovering that we had like hieroglyphs of these people. No, we've been had them. Y'all just didn't want to give them to us. <laughs> I mean, yeah, at, at the end of the day, yeah. let's be real. Like people are still people and humanity still has a long way to go, I think, before we, if we even ever reach a point where empathy overpowers power, I guess. Yeah. We as a species tend to want to dominate everything. See, this ties into the dominatrix uh, news of the day. There you go. See, it sounds like we're going off the rails completely, but we're actually tying it all together. <laughs> we're doing a really good job. I'm really proud of us this time. And it's all unrelated to Boar. <laughs> no. We're going to tie it unrelated. all back together, baby. <laughs> uh, but also, we, we talked a lot about the mental of like going to the other side. But the weird thing is, like, physically, we know, like, you know, when you're just alone and you, you get really scared for no reason, like that fight or flight yeah. kicks in. That yeah. can't just be nothing. <laughs> the reason I can't sleep at night yeah. without another person and or a light on. That's not <laughs> that's just human instinct. You, you don't want to be in the dark. You don't know what's in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's something out there's something there that we just cannot perceive the, the, the truth. But our body the truth knows is out there. You have to you have to put in a clip from uh, somebody's watching me for that part. <laughs> Consider it done. Yeah, I've had a lot of probably too many to go in here, but I've I've had quite a few paranormal experiences in my life. Yeah, I think some people tend to just have these things happen, um, mm -hmm. maybe more often than other people. And um, 
like when I was a little kid, I distinctly remember wanting to be a paranormal investigator <laughs> because <laughs> it, it felt like being like a detective and trying to figure out the things that had happened to me as well and making sense of them. So I will yeah. say that like, you know, our, our ability to perceive our own environment I, we don't give ourselves enough credit, I think, as a as a like a living, breathing species on this planet because we are so tied into what we're doing for the day and our jobs or joblessness or <laughs> various you know things that we have to do to survive that we tend to ignore the instinctual feelings that we have. It's I mean, it's the same thing as when you're walking yeah. down the street and you know somebody is following you. You have this weird sort of sensation where you re- you're recognizing, your body is recognizing and perceiving something that you consciously haven't picked up on yet. So, you know, right. that's, that's a that's a muscle. It really it's like a it's a spiritual muscle and I really think that human beings can hone that. 100%. And and people used to more when it was more accepted. Yeah. It really like ties back into what we're saying. The mind, our minds are so back, but the body has already evolved. Yeah, yeah. We just stop fucking around with the brain. We we keep we keep our brains pretty caged up, not to like continually tie everything back to uh, class warfare as I always do. <laughs> After my my long anti capitalism uh, rant about owning a Blu Ray player uh, in the last episode, <laughs> you know, I I think. To some degree, there's a maybe not conscious anymore effort, but there's been a prolonged conscious effort to like clamp down on people's brains to keep them working within the realm of this corporate machine, you know, to to be a cog in this machine that keeps things going. Indentured servitude. It's indentured. It's indentured servitude. Uh, we're, we're all kind of servants to a system that I, I think a lot of times the people that uphold it don't even necessarily consciously think that deep about it. They just have accepted the established system as it is. And so, yeah, don't spend too much time thinking about how to broaden the capabilities of your mind or take control of your reality and shape it for what you want it to be and influence that. Just go to work. <laughs> go to work. Do your job so you can pay off your student loans and you can afford cable and you can watch Wheel of Fortune and eat a Hungry Jack dinner and then go to bed and do it all over again. (laughs) And not have to worry about the demon in your closet. And not have to worry about the demon in your closet. You don't have to worry about anything that's bigger than you. You don't have to worry about anything. I mean, you can tie that right back to the pandemic as well because people are trying so hard to... Even this thing that is scientifically easy to prove is real and horrifying and dangerous, they're fighting so hard against the idea that something is greater than the human race. (laughs) And there's something stronger than the human race that nature in and of itself cannot be conquered, which is a lot of Mm -hmm. what this comes down to uh, in one way or another. Anything that we're talking about has to do with the nature of our existence, the nature of our planet, the nature of our galaxy, and us trying to control that and dumb it down. But at the end of the day, nature is always going to win and it's always going to fuck us up. Real. And there's nothing we can do about that. We can work really hard to like come up with vaccines for this virus and everything and, and try our best to do damage control, to repair the damage that is done by that virus. But you can't stop it completely. 
You know, <laughs> I mean, like it, it's, it's a thing that exists and it's going to happen again. You know, this isn't the first pandemic or, or epidemic that's ever happened. Nature's always going to win, you know, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's like something that gives you the creeps, whether it is a natural disaster of some sort, a tsunami, a hurricane, you can't stop that. But people want so bad to believe that the system that we have in place that they've spent their whole life buying into and the, the routine that has been accepted as normal and believable is infallible and it's just not. And maybe, maybe that's like completely off the wall and I'm like tying shit together that doesn't make sense. But like, this is just what makes sense to me. It all just seems to tie back to people's own ego <laughs> and want to, to believe that we are more indestructible than we are. And the system that we have in place is the, the self-affirming system that, that has been put in place is foolproof and it's just not. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird though. Cause it's like some people, I guess for those people, like their mind really can't handle that thought that we are invincible. The, the thought that they could be gone in an instant really fucks with some people. And yeah. <laughs> I, I, I guess that's their way of like coping. And, you know, some people need to do that, but there's better ways of going about it. You know, y you can be blind yeah. to some things, but come on. When it's right there in front of you, <laughs> I mean, there's dead bodies brewing about, you gotta, you gotta face that reality. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a kind of one of those, like, it's the storm of humanity, just sort of, it's like the end result of generations of suppression of knowledge, generations yeah. of this false sense of like a, a case system. Um, it's yeah. generations of racism and sex, uh, all these things that keep people very distracted and scrambling to survive kind of puts them in a position where they're really insecure. You know, human beings are mm -hmm. deeply... <laughs> Deeply insecure on this rock floating through space. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think it, it's very difficult, you know. And, and and we're not saying this as like we're above that. Like, I think we all <laughs> are willing to admit that, yeah, we are also very underdeveloped and insecure beings mm -hmm. as well. Uh, you know, it's not like we're standing on like some high hill like we have seen the truth. Uh, no, absolutely. <laughs> but we admit that we're scared. We We admit yeah <laughs> can be yeah. weak that's one of you don't admit to yeah. it i just yeah. think that yeah. in order for humanity to get to a point where things like very in-your-face science telling you that there's a disease in the air and that maybe you shouldn't take your mask off in the middle of walmart yeah this was my experience last week i have deep regrets about going to walmart <laughs> anyway um, Anytime anyone has ever gone to Walmart, there are deep regrets involved. <laughs> it, it had been like over a year since I had been there and I was lured by the discounted price of their frozen vegan gluten-free pizza. And I have deep regrets. <laughs> but mm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, I'm just going to say people are deeply, deeply insecure. And this is just generations upon generations of the erasure of, you know, a sense of connectivity to the planet and to our place, whether it be in the life cycle or death cycle of things. 
So you, you've created a bunch of people who are clinging to the idea that they have to be the best in the pinnacle of humanity at any given moment. Yeah. You know, everything that we're doing is the right way. Capitalism is the right way. It's like the only way. <laughs> and, you know, you have to just go get a degree and produce children and then die having served a purpose. And, you know, life is just way more complex and there's so much more to it, but it's going to take generations of people really coming to terms with the fact that, you know, we're, we are organic matter on a rock flying through space. So (laughs) yeah, Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, like I was saying, like it, I think that you kind of elaborated on that. Uh, I don't know if you like you intended for it to, to say this, but like, I don't think that it's like a hundred percent intentional that we're all like kind of clamped down and like our minds aren't as developed as they have the potential to be because it's just generations and generations of conditioning to be this way. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you know, what, what's going to hold the pyramid system up, right? You need a strong base to hold up the upper part of the pyramid. (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) this is deep. I appreciate this. We got got real heavy. (laughs) (laughs) We we went into this to talk about cryptids and we just got real heavy, (laughs) but it's good. It's good. good. It was a a good base layer for the next cryptid episode. Oh man. I actually do. I really enjoy talking about this kind of thing because I feel like it might be something that some people don't really want to think about, but I I really like starting and sparking conversations that leave somebody thinking differently about life than they were before when they walked into the conversation. So yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Fucking good. Hell you. Believe it. Absolutely. The real question is, when are we going to do a podcast in a haunted hospital? Oh, as soon as possible. When, when we're all vaccinated, baby. <laughs> we're going. We'll, we'll do, we'll do, uh, I'll, I'll get a Zoom recorder so that we can have a uh, battery operated on the go recorder and we can do a haunted cast. <laughs> I'll poop my pants. I'll literally do it. I'm, I am the most terrified human out there. Like I, I fully believe everything is true. And it terrifies me, but I want to see it. For me, like, it doesn't even necessarily matter if something is true for something to be terrifying. I remember, like, years ago, I made up this ghost that I was, that I, I don't know, I was going to use it for, like, art of some sort. I don't, I don't even remember exactly what I was going to do with it because I never, like, finished it. I did, like, one painting of her years and years and years ago, but... I remembered like laying in bed and like looking at my doorway and imagining her floating in the doorway (laughs) and I like couldn't get out of bed and I would do that like every night (laughs) and I knew that I made it up. That's all I was talking about. Like if if you make up something hard enough, you believe hard enough in it. Yeah. You can, you can formalize it. You can make it a thing. Right. In this other dimension. It can just pop. Reality is such a thin veil. Mm -hmm. For, for a second, I was, I really, was into like, yeah, I'm just going to make like a horror novel, you know, but I, I don't want mm. to make a basic one, yeah. you know, like, oh, there's a monster. Like I wanted to get some deeper thought. That's why I was like, remember for a second, I was really into Junji Ito. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he was the first stop of like a long line of studying. Nice. To figure out what the true nature of like fear is. Yeah. And I, I got, I was getting there. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the stuff I was thinking up terrified me too much. So I had to stop. No, you got to keep going. That's, That's really you. Bad stuff. You just got the hooks That's into it, man. No, no, you got to keep I, moving. I couldn't, I couldn't get over that wall. I couldn't get over that wall. I was like, I was, I was right there. I was, I like, 
in my brain, like I can think of it now, I was putting the things together that these other dudes have figured out. Yeah. And I was like reaching a different tier. I felt. <laughs> and I was the things that I were coming up with too scary. I mean, then I would go to sleep still thinking about them and I couldn't do that. that that's that, when that you makes know sense. you've got gold. <laughs> Actually, like two, two things to add on to that. For one, I distinctly remember a time period in which uh, this kind of refers to our older episode. We were talking about old technology. Yeah. Um, I had one of those phones before, like pre-internet on phones and you could store like notes in them. I was writing a survival horror novel on oh, my phone awesome. <laughs> uh, as phone notes that like somebody would have found on a cell phone <laughs> that oh, was abandoned somewhere. Uh, so I, I was in the pro- yeah, I was in the process of writing it on my phone, like in shorthand text and stuff, as if somebody was trying to write about something that was happening to them. What you need to do is you need to buy up old phones and copy all of that to those phones and then leave them places <laughs> so people find them. Oh, that's a great okay, idea. Then you're a creepy pastor. That's fantastic. So post-pandemic, we know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I can actually go places. Make life interesting, you know, like uh, create lore around you. <laughs> Honestly, if I, leave, if, if I leave those phones around this particular city, though, they're just going to get stolen. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody like might open up the phone to like try and like, I don't know, see if there are any like booby pictures on it or something. And then they'll find that. <laughs> you got to make it more enticing. Like yeah. something has to have, like something has to be on that phone. Yeah. Like read yeah. me, like engraved in, in like a blood red and leave it in like a, a country town where there ain't shit to do. So some teen's going to find it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good that's idea. It. I'll just drive down to the Bible belt and just leave it there at the you gas go. station. You'll fuck some kids up. So I did have one more cryptid that I wanted to bring up because even though we got like off the rails from like really talking about more cryptids, um, I just figured I'd bring this up because like, like I said, like I'm not really like a huge expert on cryptids. So I wanted to come to the table with more info. So what I started searching was for what is the most fucking jacked cryptid? Like what's the most like fucking ripped fucking yoked cryptid? Cause that's, that's what I would guess first. Yeah, I mean, you can guess. I, I don't know if you're going to get this, but yeah, go for it. Monkey. Monkey? We'll talk about it another time. All right, keep going. Monchichi? No, monkey. Here's happy Monchichi girl doll puppet. Smile, you've got me. Monchichi, Monchichi. Oh, so soft and I'll send you a picture later. Okay. Continue what you're saying. Tight. <laughs> Actually, before you continue, I want you to call the segment the Ripted. <laughs> Ripted. <laughs> Ripted chat. I'll 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 make a little like uh bump for it. It'll be like <laughs> Yep. That's my request. Okay, tight. So I searched various versions of like most jacked cryptid, most ripped cryptid. And what I found is not too far from here. It's in Ohio. <laughs> I think that they're insinuating that they, they think that it might be the dog man, which is like a, a Michigan thing. Yeah. They think that it actually might be the dog man in, uh, it's in Allen County, Ohio. So... <laughs> The headline is Ohio resident spots humanoid in Beanfield. Where it gets special is when they talk to the guy that saw the cryptid. This is where it really drives home why this is like the most ripped cryptid that I've found so far. 
This is from CryptozoologyNews.com, a very uh, reliable and verified source of news. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> quote, we have a big bean field that leads to small woods, the eyewitness who claims to work in the food service <laughs> told Cryptozoology News. The neighbor has a pond. I saw a movement right past my sister's head, whose back was against our sliding door leading to our backyard. It went full sprint towards the bean field, scared the hell out of me. The man described it as a six-foot-tall creature covered in, quote, what looked like gray or pink skin with long ears like a Doberman. Its body, he said, was, quote, muscular as hell in full stride. (laughs) I only saw the back of it, but it had human legs and ass. I could see the striations in its back. The thing was definitely muscular. (laughs) So... He really hyper-focused. He, he's like hyper-focused on the striations in this Doberman man's ass. So, oh, oh, apparently a month before this article, two people in Mississippi claimed that they saw an unidentified dog-like creature in Oregon County as well. So I'm going to keep researching this. Uh, I will report in future episodes if I find anything more ripped than this like Doberman man in Ohio that might be the Michigan dog man with the ripped ass and just incredible striations. I mean, if you're seeing striations in in the musculature, we're talking, I mean, that Doberman dog man must be maximum like 8% body fat, which is incredible. Um, that, that is just a fucking beast. I mean, if this thing, if this, if this thing's like jacked and you're seeing striations and everything, I mean, this is this is a this is the Ronnie Coleman of uh, cryptids. Yeah, buddy. So I just I just like how the farm boy just had these these vocabulary words. Yeah, about <laughs> muscle tone. Yeah, like he's he's a jacked farmer, and he's like, I I know muscle when I see it. <laughs> Basically, you're saying it's jacked because it's been running all over. High, lots of cardio, lots of good conditioning, uh, dieting down. Competition season all year round, I think, is is what's going on here. Um, ready for the stage. Uh, these cryptids are ready. It's counting its macros. Counting their macros. <laughs> They're in a calorie deficit, you know, a slight calorie deficit. Probably, I'm going to put it out there, they're probably on gear. Uh, they're probably using steroids. If they're able to maintain musculature like that year round while also showing definition, you know, 8% body fat, something like that, they are clearly pinning. They are on gear. Uh, you know, we're going to have to start drug testing uh, cryptids. <laughs> so make sure you're a local dog, man, to go to the nearest doctor. <laughs> we're checking. Yeah, we know their yeah. secret. Also, shouts out, uh, Dogman is a great album by the band King's X. Uh, so if you like cryptids and you like heavy music with soulful vocals, Doug Pinnock is the best. Uh, Dogman by King's X. Go check it out, guys. It has nothing to do with cryptids, but... <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, remember to follow us on uh, facebook.com slash void and our Instagram account, void. What else? And our website. You can go to our website, unlikelyvoid.com, where we uh, have our episodes, if, you know, backed up if you want to find them. I don't know. I don't know. There are links there. There'll be more content there later. I'll probably post more memes or some bullshit. I don't know. Tune in next time, guys. Bye. Bye.
Happy Mind Chi Chi Girl Bow Puppet and Boy Bow Puppet.